Hey, it's Kirsten. Do you feel like you're spending way too much money on supplements? When I started out on my health journey, I was also shocked about how expensive high quality supplements were, especially as I was upping how many I was taking. That's why when I became a practitioner back in 2018, I started offering my clients a way to save up to 25% off many of their supplements through a company called Wellevate, which is spelled W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-E. Through Wellevate, you can order many of the supplements that you're already taking, like Pure Encapsulations, Gaia Herbs, Enzymetica, and others at discounts of up to 25% off retail. And shipping is free for orders over $49 within the United States. The only way to buy supplements through Wellevate is through a practitioner, and I will earn a small commission at no additional cost to you while you're saving money. So if you want to start saving upwards of 25% off your supplement bill, go to the resources page on my website at carefullyhealing.com forward slash resources and go to the Wellevate section. You don't have to be a client, just set up your account and start saving. I'm Kirsten Ramstrom, a certified holistic health coach, and welcome to the Quest for Healing podcast. Whether you're just starting out on your health journey or you're farther down your path, I've created this podcast to inspire and inform your health journey through first, some extraordinary healing stories from real people, second, an exploration of some intriguing healing modalities, and third, through conversations with enterprising people who are making a difference in the health of our world. Welcome to episode 39. I'm so happy to have Jen Wolf as my guest this week. Jen is a mother of five young children, and when her middle daughter, Madison, was eight, she started having seizures out of the blue and ended up having more than 30 over the next two and a half years. And at the same time, one of her sons started showing early signs of health issues, and Jen's health started to decline as well. So this episode explores how she coped and the lengths that she went to to fight for the health of her family. As always, these discussions are not intended to provide medical advice, but rather to give you examples of methods and modalities that you may find interesting, informative, or helpful. Please work with your doctor as you undertake your own health journey. And with that, let's go to the episode. Jen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here to share our story. I am so happy that you agreed to be on because I do think you and your family have such an incredible health journey story. And so many of the people I talk to, we talk singularly about that person's health story. And in this case, this is very much a family health journey, not just a single person. And it's one of the reasons why I think everybody's going to find it so fascinating and moving. And so this all started when your daughter started having seizures at a young age, right? Yes. Madison was a completely healthy eight-year-old girl. There had not been any health issues leading up to her first seizure. So her first seizure happened December of 2016. Well, the night before, let me start with the night before she had had trouble sleeping and that was like kind of the only symptom that leading up to the seizures we had noticed. She did start having trouble falling asleep, but we just thought that it was probably just, you know, something she was going through, she was growing and maybe it was just something that was just happening. And that night I had been out shopping late. And so when I got home, of course she was still up. So I made her some sleepy time tea. Me and her ended up sleeping on the couch that night, which looking back, 
it's probably a good thing that I was there. She did yell out for me right before the seizure. So it was probably about five in the morning. My husband, I didn't know that he was because I woke up out of a dead sleep. I didn't know he was already outside starting his car to go to work, but she just yelled mommy. And she said her foot or her leg. So I thought she was having a cramp or something. So I ran over to her and I was like trying to straighten her leg back out and it was stiff. And I, then I look at her face cause she wasn't saying anything at this point. And I realized that she is having a seizure and I knew what seizures looked like. So I knew that was what was happening. And I immediately start screaming for my husband because I didn't know what to do. You've been woken up out of a dead sleep. And so he came and thankfully the seizure only lasted a couple minutes, but it was very scary because she couldn't talk clearly right away. She couldn't move. So it was terrifying for her and for us because we were just like, what just happened? That's kind of where it started. And, you know, obviously we called 911. They took her to the hospital and I don't think they initially did anything right away. I think it was scheduling EEG and we'll see how that goes, see if we see anything. So that's kind of what we did. And they said that they saw some things they were concerned about and that they were going to schedule an MRI. So getting that phone call really shook my world because I just thought as a mom, you just think the worst. You're like, oh no, they saw something concerning. And so initially I thought a brain tumor or something like that. And so that was, that was a scary few days while we, we had the MRI and then just waited on those test results. And, um, just, I remember going into that appointment, just knowing, you know, we're going to find out, we're going to find out what they saw. And it was a scary time, but I just tried to trust the Lord. And thankfully the MRI was clear. There was nothing visible that there was anything wrong. But, you know, as a parent, that still leaves you worried and concerned. Like, why did this happen? And we just were praying that because the doctors did say sometimes people just have one seizure in life and it's, there's no answer for it. It just happens. And so we were like, okay, you know, maybe that was just a one-time thing and it won't happen again. And, and we were very hopeful because she went on to feel, she felt fine. She went on feeling pretty good. Although I think I told you that one of her weird symptoms was feet pain and she did kind of go on to have those feet issues. Like I would notice her, her moving her feet and it, it did concern me. I'm like, why is she doing that? Is she still having symptoms that she's not telling me about? But I think for me as a mom, cause we had five kids, they were all healthy. I think for me, it was, it was kind of denial. Like no, she's fine. But she went on to five and a half months. It was about five and a half months with no seizures. And then June of 2017, she had her second one. And that one came in the middle of the day, just a normal day. She'd been playing outside and she came in and she said, mommy, my foot's hurting. And she, she got really anxious and you know, I didn't know why it was hurting. And I'm like, and then the next thing I know, she fell onto the couch and had another seizure. So that was, that was devastating because I just thought, you know, we were past it and maybe it wasn't going to happen again. And then when it happened again, I'm like, whatever is going on is still there. Mm-hmm. So we just took her to the hospital again. And 
talked with the neurologist and they never really had any answers as to why, because Madison had many EEGs in the hospital overnight stays and they never did have any answers. They never really diagnosed her with epilepsy, I think because her EEGs were always normal. So throughout that summer, you know, once she had that one again, she just continued to have more and more. And it was a very, very hard time for her family because it's hard when you're watching your child suffer through these seizures, but the not knowing why and when it's going to happen again was just, was really, really hard. And I think during that time is when I started to notice little symptoms show up for me. I think the stress of her seizures was affecting me more than I thought. Cause every time she'd have a seizure, I would be thrown into fight or flight mode. And then we'd all be up all night too through the seizures. Cause most of her seizures did happen through the middle of the night. So you've said that you have five children. Is she the youngest, the oldest? She's the middle. So we have two boys and then she's in the middle and then the twins are at the end. Okay. And so not only do you have this going on, but you have four other children, all of whom you homeschool. Yes. It sounds like the homeschooling was a gift at that point because Madison was close. Yes. It was, it was definitely a blessing for her going, what she was going through. I didn't have to worry about sending her to school and wondering how she would do. And, and I'm sure that would have brought a lot of anxiety for her just because even going to church through all of this, she was afraid to be alone. She wanted me to come to Sunday school with her and wanted me to come to class with her. So yeah, school would have been hard. That was definitely a blessing. So that summer, she continued to have seizures sporadically. And then this is where our journey kind of gets even crazier because my son, Connor, who is exactly a year older than Madison, June of 2017. So she had just had her second seizure. And then that same month, my son, Connor has an episode. One morning, my older son, Carson comes running and yelling for me. And he's like, mom, mom, Connor, Connor. And I could just tell by his tone, like something horrible had happened. And so my son was able to walk. Connor was able to walk out to me in the living room. And I look at him and his, the left side of his face is like spasming and twitching and he's drooling. And I'm like, Connor, what's wrong? And he like, can't talk. And I'm just like, I just could not believe it. I was like, what is happening? Like, why is this happening? Because, you know, we're already dealing with seizures with Madison. And then now this, it just, I immediately called my husband and told him what happened. And I'm like, that's when I started being concerned about our house. I'm like, is there something in the house that could be causing our kids to be sick? Because it just was so bizarre. How long had you lived in that house? We had lived there since 2000. My son was born in 2005. So yeah, right before my oldest son was born. So all of our kids were brought home there. So we'd been there since 2005 and this is 2017. So 12 years, but it was a new house. We had had it built, but I just thought it was so bizarre and I had I'd heard about mold toxicity and things like that and other toxins that can be in the house. So Connor had that episode and we took him to the hospital. And again, they didn't really have any answers. And 
we just, again, we're just more questions. Like, why is this happening to our kids? I was just like, you know, obviously we were praying for him and just, I, I, I didn't know what to do, Yeah. but I, they had no answers for us. I just thought for my peace of mind, I wanted to have the house tested just so I could rule that out. So we did. And, and obviously the mold test came back clear. There was no toxins in the home and, and everything was fine. But during that time of waiting on the test for the mold, we started sleeping at my parents' house. And then there were times we kind of went to his parents a couple of times, just back and forth. And cause I just, as a mom, like I'm a worrier, like I'm one of those moms that worries. And so I just was worried. And I'm like, if the house is any part of the problem, I didn't want to be there. And Madison ended up having a seizure at my parents' house. And that was like one of the nights we were staying there. And then the next day we went home, me and the kids, we go home during the day. And she ended up having another seizure that day. And it was one of her longest seizures ever. It lasted five minutes. It was heartbreaking. At this point, I don't think we had a rescue med. So I was like praying that it would stop. And then finally it did like right after five minutes. Cause they do say if the seizure goes over five minutes, that's when it can be concerning. And they do want you to have a rescue med to kind of bring them out of that. So we called 911, the ambulance came and took her to the hospital. And we had another overnight stay doing the EEG because they, they kept telling us they needed to capture something. Maybe if they captured something, they'd have more answers. So in our mind, we kept thinking we need to get her there so they can capture one. And then also they kept saying they needed a video. So that five minute one, I actually was able to video, which was like so hard for me to do as a parent because your daughter is convulsing and it's hard to watch to begin with. Her eyes would roll back in her head. She would drool. She's breathing, but it sounds like they're gasping for air as they're having the seizure. It is one of the most heartbreaking things to watch as a parent because I don't know, it's just hard. And so to, for them to tell me to record it, it's just very hard to do. So I did have one of my boys recorded it and I just, you know, was sitting there just telling her it's going to be okay. And just praying God, please help it stop. Please help it stop. So through all of that, we just, me and my husband, because through Madison's health issues from the beginning, I, I always had a, like a holistic mindset toward it. I just thought there has to be a root cause. And I just wanted to treat it naturally. I had always heard bad things about meds and side effects. So I always wanted to treat it naturally. And during that time, we started trying different things, trying different supplements, visiting different doctors, and trying different diets. I mean, during that time, I think we were already, we were already eating healthy. We were already buying organic, but we kind of were like, okay, we're gonna have to step it up even more now that we actually have a kid having health problems. So that is not cheap. It's not cheap to buy all those supplements and go to holistic doctors because insurance doesn't cover all that and eating organic and trying to feed a family of seven, like all organic food is not cheap. So during this summer is when we started talking about possibly selling the house because we were, 
it was kind of a smaller house. So we were kind of outgrowing it anyway and the market was good. So we just, we decided to start praying about it. He was more, it was more him wanting to sell than me, but I was as a mom, I was willing to do anything that would help Madison. And if it meant selling the house and having that extra money to feed our family better, find the doctor she needed, find the supplement she needed. Like I was willing to do anything. And I forgot to mention like during that time, my other kids were having like congestion and I was having congestion and headaches. It was just all these things. Like looking back, it's just so crazy to me that all of these things were happening at the same time, but they were. And, and, you know, maybe that was part of God's plan to move us, which at the time, like when you're going through it, you don't understand like why, why all these things are happening. And, but yeah, there was just so many weird things that happened during that time, during that summer that I was just like, why is everyone sick? Why is, why are we going through all of this at once? And and I know with five kids, you kind of have to expect that because once one person gets it, it kind of gets passed around to everyone. But, and I would think the other thing you're really expecting from little kids is the bumps and bruises of being little kids when they're running around outside, not all these weird health things. Yes, exactly. And, and I think because I was already on edge with Madison seizures, that just everything that happened was like, Oh no, I just was super aware of everything that was going on. One example is my daughter, Courtney, one of my twins was laying on my leg during church and she had fell asleep and her neck was like pulsing, like a lymph node. It looked really large and I could see it pulsing. And I'm like, I'm already on edge. Like I have a daughter having seizures. My other son is having like weird face things. So I'm going, telling my husband, Oh no, like what, why is her neck doing that? Is that normal? Like what is going on? So, so yeah, during that time, I was just very like aware of the kids and because it's, I don't know, like up until that point, I hadn't really had to worry about health issues. And then to have something like this happen, it's just your awareness is like, you're just very aware and like watching them. It was, it was a crazy, crazy summer. And then my husband actually ended up getting diverticulitis in August of that year. And that was just another thing. And we still, we were still living at the house and So he had like a flare up. And so it was crazy. So we decided to put the house up for sale. And I just, I was just praying if it's not meant to be, it won't sell. Well, it sold like the first day we had a few people see it and then we had a buyer and I'm like, okay, I guess it's meant to be. Guess so. Yeah. Yeah. So we sold the house and we had decided to move into my parents upstairs just to be honestly, to be closer to family, like Madison kept having these seizures. And with my husband leaving to go to work every day, it just added a lot of stress onto me when I would be alone with the kids and her having these seizures. So to be closer to family and then to just have that extra money to buy her supplements, to be able to find the doctors we needed and eating all organic. So we did, we sold the house. How was Connor at this point? He was good. He didn't have any other issues going on. I was kind of watching him closely just to make sure because then I was worried about him. And honestly, yeah. So I had actually reached out to a friend that someone had told me about, not really my friend, but an acquaintance. 
And she, she knew that her kids had had seizures. She had actually had two that was having seizures too. And so I reached out to this mom and I was telling her about my daughter, Madison. I was telling her about Connor and she told me that what happened to my son Connor was how her kids seizure started. So I'm like, Oh my goodness. So in my mind, I'm thinking I already have a daughter with seizures. And now I'm being told that Connor's episode could be the start of seizures. So it just added another layer of stress on what I already had going on. Right. Because I was now worried about Connor. If I have another kid start having seizures, like I'm not going to be able to handle it. Right. So, so it's great that you were, you were with your parents. Yeah, it was. I think for me, just knowing that someone else was there helped another adult. My mom was there. So that was good that we moved there. We only planned to stay there a year. So I thought we'll just move in with my parents. And I just thought things would start to look up. Like, I don't know. I just had hope that this is the next step in the process. And I don't know what I expected, but it didn't go the way I thought it would go. So we moved into my parents in September of 2017. And then a few weeks in, I woke up one morning and I think I had been up with one of the kids. And then I went to lay back down to go back to sleep. And I felt like a spin. I felt like the room kind of spin. And I was like, oh no, what was, that was weird. I've never had that before. Mm -hmm. So I sat up and it went away. But then as soon as I tried to lay back down, I felt the spin again. And I had heard about vertigo. So I knew what it was. And I'm like, oh man, I think I might have vertigo because the room was spinning. So I sat, I slept the rest of the night sitting upright because that was the only way I could get it to stop. So yeah, I had my first vertigo attack and it was bad. It had me in bed for a couple of days and I couldn't move because the room would start spinning. So I'm laying in bed, trying to not move. It was crazy because I'm like, I I don't even know what to do. Like, how do I even get rid of this? What is going on? Is this something that's just going to pass? I'd heard of other people having vertigo, but I'd never experienced it. So I was like, this is so weird, but I ended up seeing a chiropractor and, and that did help a little bit. So I had the vertigo attack and then I was left with like a dizzy head feeling like a rocking on a boat type feeling. And at the beginning it was constant. It was like 24 seven. I felt dizzy. I felt like my body was swaying. I felt like, you know, that feeling when you're like on a raft in a pool, like you're the water's moving and you're moving. That's how I constantly felt. And especially at night when I lay down to go to sleep, it was always there. And, you know, when you're trying to fall asleep, it's kind of hard when you feel like you're moving back and forth. Yeah. It was just another thing added on to what we were already dealing with. So then this leads me on a journey to find healing for myself. I had no idea what was going on, but I, through that, I'd start Googling things and trying to find out why I'm having these symptoms. I was just like, how can I take care of Madison who's having seizures still? And then Connor, who's having issues that we don't know what is going on. How can I be sick? And remember, I'm still homeschooling. So it was a probably the hardest year of my life because I was like, how am I supposed to do all of this? And now I'm sick. Mm-hmm. And you have five children. And what's the age range of them at this point? This was 2017. So my oldest was 12 and my twins were six. 
So five kids between six and 12. So yeah, they are all really close in age. So I started, you know, like I told you, I'm not one to, you know, go run to the doctor, especially for my own problems. I am not one to pop, you know, over the counter meds or even pharmaceuticals. So I did a lot of Googling and trying to figure out why I was having these symptoms. And I was reading and hearing a lot about adrenal fatigue. And a lot of that made sense just because every time Madison had a seizure, my body was sent into fight or flight mode. And that made sense because the adrenaline is pumping. I'm trying to get through this stressful moment with my daughter. And then afterward, I would just be completely drained after her seizure. And what's funny is like kids are so resilient and bounce back so quick. Like she would have a seizure and then be outside playing with her siblings an hour later. I would just be left. I would be left a mess. Like now I need a week to recover from what just happened. But I was glad though, that she was able to handle it in that way and be able to recover. And she is like the happiest girl you would ever meet. And even through all of that, she just always has a smile on her face, always laughing. And she just handled it so well, even though it it was hard on her, it gave her a lot of stress and anxiety and she did have panic attacks. And, but yeah, when we would go to the hospital because she was having the seizures, they'd be like, so is she, is she okay? Is she depressed? And we're like, no, like she's (laughs) the opposite of that. Like, no, she's not going through anything. You know, they're they're always asking these questions, trying to find maybe a reason to why it's happening. We're like, no, she's happy and bubbly. And so, but yeah, I would just be left emotionally and physically drained after those seizures. And uh, most of her seizures would happen at night. So me and my husband would be up all night because she it would start with insomnia. Like she couldn't fall asleep and then we would be up all night. And then in the morning she would have those seizures. And a lot of times she would have, she would have a cluster of seizures. Like most of the time she wouldn't just have one. It would be like one and then 15 minutes to an hour later, she could have another one. And then another one. Sometimes she had up to six seizures at once. So it was very hard on her because she would lay there there wasn't really much she could do. She would just lay there and just wait. And we would just wait and pray that it would pass. Like, is this going to be the last one? Is there going to be another one? And I think as a parent, that was probably, that was hard because you're watching your child kind of be tortured. And she had a lot of anxiety at night going to sleep just because she has that in her mind. Like, am I going to have a seizure tonight? And So nighttime was like very hard. She had to sleep in our bed with us and she just, she had a lot of anxiety with, with bedtime, which I completely understand. It's like, it's hard when you're trying to tell her it's going to be okay. You have to go to sleep, but you don't know if it's going to be okay. And so it was just, it was a really hard time. And she had a lot of anxiety at bedtime. She would have certain things that she would do. I think that she thought maybe that would help. She would wear the same outfit to bed. And if she, yeah, if she had a seizure in a certain outfit, she didn't want to wear it. And because she had that weird symptom with the feet pain, she always wanted to have someone like holding her feet or she had to have her feet pressed up against something. So she slept with us and between us. And for me, it was it was hard. I think that part was hard too, because I wasn't getting restful sleep. 
because she was constantly there, any little twitch or movement, I would be like, that anxiety would come and I'd be like, oh no. So I think that like the not sleeping affected me, my body. And I think that that with the adrenal fatigue, that made sense. And then also I, I had a lot of symptoms of vestibular migraine, which migraines was something I had suffered with before Madison's health issues. So that kind of made sense too. And what's a vestibular migraine as opposed to a regular migraine? It's in the inner ear. Yes. So your ears send signals to your brain that help you stay balanced and you have this like dizzy head feeling. You just feel like that feeling I was telling you, like the rocking on a boat feeling. And some people have other symptoms with it, but that was mostly my symptoms was just always having that dizzy head feeling and that rocking feeling. It's kind of hard to explain. And what else was going on with your health? So I started having insomnia. I could not sleep. I feel like my body was just stuck in fight or flight mode. Like I could never turn it off. I just felt like I was always on edge and I couldn't, I couldn't relax. I couldn't calm down. And so I think when I went to go to sleep, when you're stuck in that mode, you just cannot relax. And I think the vestibular migraines probably played a part because your brain is supposed to fall asleep and it's not like, it's not your, I don't know. It's hard to explain in when I'd start to doze, like any noise and even like a jerk, I'd jerk back awake and then it would start all over and I'd have to just really try to fall asleep. But with the vestibular migraines, now knowing the medical medium information, like it makes sense because the vagus nerve and the inflammation that can cause, you know, that can cause the vestibular migraines. There ha- there's probably inflammation around the inner ear and the vagus nerve. And I think that's probably what was causing me to have insomnia and not be able to sleep because the signals are not working the way that they should. So insomnia was probably my biggest symptom aside from the rocking on a boat, dizzy head feeling. And with vestibular migraines, you don't even have to really have a headache. It's just a feeling that's there and it doesn't, it doesn't even really have to hurt. Now, sometimes they would, I would get a really painful migraine on this right side of my head, but, mm-hmm. but looking back, I'm probably, I'm thinking that was a warning though, that something was not right in my body. And I would get through the migraine and then just continue doing what I normally did. I didn't really address it. And mm-hmm. so I had all of those health issues going on and I tried. So not only am I trying to find healing for Madison, now I'm trying to find healing for myself and for my whole family, just because my other kids have had issues now. And so I tried everything for me because at this time, you know, I didn't have the medical medium information. So I'm kind of just going with my gut and just Googling things and trying to find what can possibly help me. And so I tried massage. I thought, well, maybe I'm so stressed that massage could help. And, and then I tried acupuncture because I'd heard that that could possibly help. I'm taking tons of supplements. I did a lot of Yochi during that time. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but it's, it's a mix of yoga and Qigong. So it's just a moving meditation. So I would get outside and take my shoes off and just be grounded and 
it gave my mind time to just be quiet. And during that time, I found like, that's what I did a lot was just sit outside. My parents have a lot of land, like property. So I would just go outside and just try to relax my nervous system as much as possible, because I knew that part of my issues were stress related and due to Madison's health issues and just the worry and anxiety that was coming from all of that. So I spent a lot of time outside and I I really do feel like it helped a lot. But yeah, I tried everything, tried everything to find healing. And I think a lot of the things that I did, did help me and help me get through that time. But I know that it wasn't getting to the root cause, obviously, because those symptoms were always still there. And maybe sometimes they weren't as bad as other times, but they were always still there. So at this point, you're starting to have symptoms and you've been at your folks' house for a few months. How is Madison doing? Madison was doing fine. In between her seizures, she would be fine. And so we tried to live as normal as possible. And in August of 2018, we decided to take a trip to New York City. It was a special trip for my husband and I's 15th wedding anniversary. And because of Madison's health issues, normally we would have left the kids with grandparents and went on a trip with just us. But with Madison's health issues, we knew that that was not, not going to happen. And so we just decided that we would just take a family trip. So that's what we did. And she did good on the trip for the most part, but she just had she had a lot of anxiety and she would have panic attacks at random times. And looking back, it's like, you know, maybe she just, she knew her body wasn't feeling well. Because that happened a lot before she would have seizures, right? Yeah. It would all amp up. Yeah. So if she felt something weird in her foot, she would get very nervous because she would think, oh no, maybe a seizure is coming. And I think, I, I honestly think that she had this feet pain continuously. I think it was kind of always there. It was kind of a weird symptom. We never really completely understood why she had it, but you know, maybe it was something in her brain, you know, where maybe inflammation in her brain or where something was, was causing that, that feet pain. But the feet pain was like one of the biggest symptoms that she would have. It was, it was kind of weird, but she was to a point where she, there was times she didn't even want to wear shoes. So like when we went to New York city, we had just gotten done walking around central park. So she had had her shoes off, you know, walking through the grass and everything. And we were fine with her having her shoes off then, but we were about to go into the big city where it's dirty and right in my old stomping ground. So trust me, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's not very clean. So we're like, Madison, it's time to put your shoes back on while she did not want to put her shoes back on. So she gave us a fit and we were just like, you know, I'm worried about her health and I don't want her walking around New York city barefoot. So we were just like, you have to put your shoes on. It was a big ordeal. Like my husband and I were both, we each had a foot and we're trying to get her shoes on. And she, <laughs> and she is just like, crying and like making a scene. And so I'm, I finally told my husband because she was starting to get anxiety and I was just always careful. I didn't want to like stress her to the point where she would have an issue and, or whatever. So we just, we finally just gave up and we didn't make her put her shoes on, but that's just how 
how hard it was for her. And like, even at church, she's known as walking around barefoot. Like one time we arrived at church and I'm like, where's your shoes? She didn't have shoes. I'm like, Oh my <laughs> word. So it was a very common thing for her to not wear shoes. So when we got back from that trip, she actually ended up having five more seizures. Like the night that we got back, it was, Oh my God, it was heartbreaking, but you know, I was thankful that she was able to have a, pr- a good vacation. Like she didn't have it on the trip. And, and I will say that it got to a point with her seizures where we did stop taking her in to the hospital just because we knew what they were going to say. They didn't have any answers. And I will say we did at this point, we did have a rescue med for, if it did go over five minutes, we did have that, but you know, at this point we did, we did stop taking her in because they basically said that we didn't have to bring her in every time we can just use our judgment and watch her. And it was hard because during those times, like when she'd have a seizure, she would beg us to take her to the hospital because she, she wanted help and she felt safer when she was there. And it was heartbreaking having to be like, we're not taking you like, they're not going to do anything. And so I know that that, that really scared her and was really hard for her. And it was hard for me to look at her and say, you know, we can't take you because there's nothing that they can do. So she had those seizures and then she ended up having more seizures a couple months later, November, 2018. And this time she had like this new symptom and she said that her body felt like it was burning. She just was crying in pain for like probably like an hour. My husband of course was like, we should take her in. And I'm like, why they're not going to do anything. And he's like, but this is a new symptom. And I'm like, but we already know what they're going to say. And at this point I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated with the neurologists and the doctors that we were taking her to because they're not helping. We're not getting any answers. We're getting nowhere. When she was saying that she had that burning feeling, something in me was like, we are missing something and we have to figure out what it is. And she, that was another symptom she had, was she always ran hot. She always felt hot. Like when we would go to sleep at night, she would always have to have an ice pack and just always felt hot. And I just thought that that was another, another clue, another weird symptom. So the more I started thinking about these things, I'm like, it seems like she might have some autoimmune symptoms. So we ended up having another neurologist, neurologist appointment. And I just told them, I said, you know, I think we're missing something. And I was like, is there any way we can do blood work and maybe check for autoimmune? And so they said, yeah, we can do that. So they scheduled the blood work. Actually, it was just, we just did it that same day. And, and shortly after that, we got the results back and it came back positive for autoimmune. So that was like a step in the right direction. We kind of knew knew that it was an autoimmune condition. We just didn't know like what, but at least acknowledged that there was something going on. Yeah. Not that you didn't know it, but medically they hadn't found anything really at that point. Right. Yeah. Which was surprising to me that they hadn't even checked for autoimmune just because it's so common now. Yeah. So when Madison had those three seizures in November, 2018 and had that new symptom, you know, said that her body felt like it was burning. I just something in me was like, you need to find someone that's going to help her. Cause I feel like things might be getting worse. 
Like if she's not saying her body's feeling like it's burning, like this could be getting worse. So I had remembered that a lady that my mom knew from her church, um, a missionary lady had told me about a doctor that she had went to, to treat her cancer naturally. I just was like, maybe I can call him because he's more holistically minded. And if he could help her, I don't know if he only sees people that are going through cancer, but maybe he sees people with autoimmune conditions too. And so I called him and he said he would see her. And I was like, so happy. I was like, so thankful. And this was a doctor in Indiana that was like four hours away from us. But to me, I just felt really good about it. And the drive was worth it to me. And you know, I was just on a mission to get to the root of what was going on with Madison. So we took her there and he does what they call a microbial scan of the body. He has a machine that he tests for viruses in the body, like Lyme. And we found out that she had Lyme. And that was the first time we finally had an answer. So she has Lyme and she also had co-infections, Babesha, Bartonella, Epstein-Barr virus. So we just were so hopeful that we were finally on the right track. We're like finally getting some answers as to what has been going on with her. And he prescribed a bunch of supplements and a lot of homeopathic drops that were targeted toward those viruses. So we were so hopeful and she actually, you know, we started giving her all that stuff and we did notice a a change. She started sleeping better So I know they were doing something. I really do feel like they were helping just because we did see an improvement, but then she ended up having another seizure in April, but it wasn't as bad. It wasn't as bad as the other one. So, and how long had it been since she'd had another one? She had had one in November. So she went a pretty, pretty long time, but like I said, it wasn't as bad and she she felt pretty good afterward. And my husband and I were scheduled to go to like a conference that weekend. And we were so nervous. Like she just had a seizure and like, are we going to be able to go to this? And she was fine. She let us leave, which was huge. It was awesome that she allowed us to leave her at right after having a seizure. That was huge. And I was, so I was happy. I'm like, these supplements are, I think they're helping, but We were spending hundreds of dollars on supplements, not to mention a couple hundred for appointments because none of this is covered by insurance. And so I'm excited that Madison's doing well, but in my mind, I'm thinking I want to move out of my parents' house and we want to be able to have a house of our own again. But our story kind of took another turn that that month, June of 2019, we were blindsided again when my dad was diagnosed with cancer. It was devastating for our family and completely shook our world. I was already in a fragile state just because, you know, my daughter's having seizures. uh, My health is struggling and we didn't have answers at this point. So finding out that my dad had stage three colon cancer was just devastating. I honestly didn't think that I I could handle much more. I was just going through this very hard time. It was during that time that I started hearing about celery juice, but I didn't start it right away. I just started hearing about it. And looking back, it's, it's amazing that 
you know, I was there during that time that my dad, my parents were going through that and that I was able to be there and help them through that, even though it was very, very hard. My dad did end up doing chemo and radiation. He started it and did a couple weeks, but it started making him sick. So he stopped. And during this time, he was also open to a more holistic, natural approach to healing his cancer. So he was reading a book about it, how to heal naturally. And I was reading stuff. And it's also neat because there's a couple supplements that we had come across thinking it could possibly help Madison. But in turn, my dad ended up being able to take those supplements. And one of them was like an herbal tea and then another supplement. And so he was able to take that stuff and I truly believe it helped him. So it's just neat to see, you know, when you're going through that, you're just like, why is this happening? And to be able to see those little connections, like we found that thinking it might help Madison, but then my dad ended up taking it. And I really, truly think it helped him, but it was just neat that I was able to be there. I was able to juice for him every day and help him through that. And during that time is when I started hearing about celery juice and the amazing healing benefits of celery juice. And I had a friend that had known about my health issues. So she sent me a link to a medical medium post about the vagus nerve because she thought that it could help me. So I was like medical medium, hmm, never, never, never heard of this before. So I went to his page on Instagram and I obviously liked his page and started following him and I'd also seen a sponsored ad pop up from a medical medium health coach. She had an Instagram page and she shared a lot of her healing journey and just shared a lot of information on how to help people implement the medical medium information into their life. And so I just started hearing more about the medical medium and of course, celery juice, because once you start following the medical medium, you know, you're going to hear about celery juice and how amazing (laughs) it is. Yes, you are. (laughs) So I just kept hearing about celery juice and I'm like, maybe I should try it. We've tried everything else. Why not try celery juice? Although I'm thinking celery juice, like you would never think that celery juice was going to be the thing I'd been waiting for. (laughs) Right. So we were about to head out on a vacation and I was like, okay, July 1st, we are doing it. We are jumping all in with the celery juice. So it was July 1st, 2019. So just two years ago. Yes. Two years ago. And it's crazy that it's even been that long. It's amazing to me because I juice every morning and I'm like, I cannot believe I've been doing this for two years, but That's awesome. it's totally worth it. So I'm not complaining. So yeah, we just jumped in and I started drinking it and I just had Madison do the same amount that I was doing and I was pretty sensitive to detox. So I kind of went slow at the beginning and just started with four to six ounces and then just had her drink the same amount that I was drinking, but we just kept doing it. We just noticed that she just felt so much better. And if you were to see pictures of Madison, when she was at her sickest, when she was going through all those seizures, she was so skinny and looking back, I'm like, it was an unhealthy skinny. It was very, very, very thin, but we are now two years drinking celery juice and she has, she's a healthy weight. She just looks healthy. She's her body is just fuller, not so skinny and frail looking. 
and she just feels really well. She is sleeping great. She rarely has insomnia now. So when you started drinking the celery juice, had you read any of the medical medium books? I had not read any of the books. I had heard about the books, but no, I had not read any of them. Um, Once we started drinking the celery juice, I just decided that the first book I was going to buy would be the celery juice book, just because I wanted to know why celery juice was so amazing and like what it could do. So that's the book that I got. So I went and got that book and, and I remember the first time reading it and like reading, there's a section about neurological issues and I can just remember just being so amazed at like, like finally understanding what was going on, what was causing the seizures. And he just medical medium just explains things so well. And I love his books because they're so easy to understand. They're not complicated and it's just so simple, but yeah, we started with the celery juice book. And so how did that change other things you were doing at the house at that point? How did that change, you know, everybody's diet at the house? Well, once I started reading the celery juice book and just reading more about his protocols and the information that he puts out there, the biggest thing was reading about the no foods that feed these viruses. And, you know, with Madison having Lyme and Epstein-Barr and all of these viruses, just reading about the no foods and how it's critical to avoid those so that you're not feeding those viruses. And looking back, I mean, Madison was eating tons of eggs. We had hens in our backyard that were laying eggs for us. We would go out in the morning and get eggs and eat them for breakfast every morning. So she was eating a lot of eggs. That was eye-opening and amazing to hear how it was something she shouldn't have been eating. And, and I think that that was something that was super helpful in her healing is avoiding eggs. Once we had found out she had autoimmune, I knew dairy and gluten was one of the first things that you needed to avoid. So I was aware of that. And I think we had kind of cut it out. But then when I heard that it was a no food with the medical medium, yeah, we definitely were like, okay, she needs to avoid eggs, dairy, gluten. And then I'm trying to think of what pork was another no food that she'd been eating. We didn't eat a ton of pork, but she would have it. And it's funny because she, that was a food that she noticed that she didn't feel well after eating. And there were times that she would have consumed pork and then the next day had a seizure. So, Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's funny that she, it's like her body knew that pork was not helping her feel well. So Mm -hmm. I thought that, I thought that was neat. Once I heard that pork was a no food on my path, even from a very young age, every time I ate eggs, they would upset my stomach. Really? And I knew from a young age that I shouldn't be eating eggs. And so for all the people who want an omelet or scrambled eggs or any of that stuff for breakfast, by the way, even just saying it right now, it turns (laughs) my stomach to think about it. And when I found out why through the medical medium, that that's one of the foods that feeds so many things. I'm like, well, that's why my body didn't feel well. I'm putting that in my gut and God knows what was having a feeding frenzy in there as soon Uh as I ate it. It's like, well, that makes total sense. Our bodies tell us it takes us some time to learn how to listen sometimes because we Uh just don't know. Yeah, I know. How did your family adapt to some of these changes? So you've got a family of seven, right? And you've got 
five kids who are now, if I'm guessing between the ages of probably nine and 15. Yeah. What do they think of all these changes? It was a little hard for them, but, and they, they would complain, but I'm like, you will thank me one day. (laughs) (laughs) So we, we weren't as strict with the other kids as we were with Madison, but we did our best. I did my best. They do eat all organic, our produce, fruits and vegetables are mostly all organic if we can find it. And then we buy the meat that we do eat. We buy from a local farm. So that's one way that we've tried to improve the foods that we eat and, you know, just limiting their sugar intake, limiting those snacks and sweets that are in the house. I feel like before I was never one to buy all of that junk anyway. So they were kind of used to it, but I think that they overall adjusted well. Like I said, we weren't super strict, so they would still get those special treats and things on occasion. But my husband is not as strict with the diet either. Like he doesn't really follow the medical medium completely. Like I try to do. So he does bring some of those those things into the house, but I feel like for us, you know, we are two years into this journey, but I feel like it still is a process. Like I'm still trying to make those changes. I think some people might look at our lifestyle and think it's so overwhelming and I can't do all of that, but I just want them to know that it's not something that we just switched overnight. Like it's a process and you slowly make changes and slowly make better choices. And the, one of the biggest things is just bringing less of those bad foods into the home and just bringing in more of the healing foods, bringing in more fruits and vegetables. And so I think they've done well with it. That's great. So how long was it before you really started to notice a difference in your health in Madison's health? Once I started the celery juice, I honestly immediately felt better. And I think part of it might've just been with other things I'd tried. I never had a complete piece about what I was trying. I just thought, well, maybe it'll help. But when I found the medical medium information, there was just something about it. It was like, I just knew that I had found what we needed. And I think that having that piece helped so much. It helped me relax more. And I started to feel like I had more energy I started sleeping better. And honestly, I just feel like I noticed things immediately, but I will say that my healing has been up and down. When you started the celery juice, you were still having sort of the vertigo and the dizzy feeling, right? At this point, the vertigo was gone, but I still had that occasional dizzy head rocking on a boat feeling. And at this point, it wasn't 24 seven anymore. It was mostly at night when I would lay down. Okay. And because I was aware of the adrenal fatigue and I was trying to re- like take time to relax more, meditate more and do all of these things, I do feel like my symptoms eased up a little bit. So I would have flare ups. Like if I had done too much and been stressed and just had a lot going on, but yeah, it was constantly there, but it just wasn't as bad as it had initially been. So once you started drinking the celery juice and you were taking out some of the troublemaker foods, how was Madison doing with this? She was doing really well. Her anxiety went away. 
she had less insomnia, which pretty much it went away. There are times when she will have a little hard time falling asleep, but we can usually correlate it to, okay, you've probably had some things that you shouldn't have had. She's done amazing. We are now in our own house again. And so she has her own room that she shares with her two sisters. So she is able to sleep alone now, which is huge because before she had to have me and my husband there with her, she slept in bed with us. And so for her to be sleeping in her own bed and like, I can put the kids to bed early now, like her and her sisters, and she'll go in there and she'll lay by herself and, and fall asleep. So that, that right there is just huge. That's huge progress. Absolutely. Oh, it is. It's like huge because she had so much anxiety with sleeping and just even being in the dark, she didn't want it to be too dark and which is understandable having seizures through the night. It's a scary thing. I'm sure it was terrifying for her as a kid going through that. And so I would say that is like, that's like the biggest thing and, and just not needing me is there, there as much. She didn't need me to go to class with her anymore and just things like that. And she wears shoes again. Fantastic. That was, <laughs> that was a huge thing. She does. She wears her shoes again and, and her feet don't seem, it doesn't seem to be an issue now. So what happened with her progression of seizures after you guys started drinking celery juice and taking some of the troublemaker foods out of her diet? The seizures immediately stopped. Like she has not had another seizure since starting celery juice. Wow. Yeah. And so you've even said, it's not like you guys were perfect on it. Your husband was still bringing some troublemaker foods home, Mm -hmm. but just the changes that you made. And that was July of 2019. So two years ago, right now. Yeah. She hasn't had a seizure since then. Yep. That's incredible. Yeah. It's amazing. It's huge answer to prayer. Yeah, absolutely. So thankful that she's doing so well. It's so amazing just because, I mean, so many people work, you know, you work hard and long on some of your symptoms, but with her, but it sounds like with some of the things you've been doing with some of the doctors, it sounded like you were moving in the correct direction with that new doctor too, but that these things maybe really were sort of the tipping point, right? Yeah. I think that we were definitely headed in the right direction, but once we found the medical medium, it was just like finally had answers. And then celery juice has been such a blessing just because it's replaced a lot of those supplements. I mean, we were spending hundreds of dollars on supplements trying to help her heal, but celery juice has replaced all of that. I mean, it's been amazing. And so we were able to buy five acres next it's right next to my parents' house. And so we bought five acres and we build a house. And so we are now living on our own again, which has been amazing and fantastic. Yeah. I think that has really helped with my healing too. Just finally being at a place where we can rest and we know it's ours and to just be home again has been huge for my like emotional health and just overall health, everything. And just the stress of that being lifted has helped, helped me, but celery juice has been a blessing. 
And so how's your health now? My health is pretty good. I'm doing, doing pretty good. I, most days I live symptom free. I don't have any weird symptoms, but, um, I think that with adrenal fatigue, it can be something that you have to be careful with for a long time, just because it takes so long to heal your adrenals. So I noticed that if I get to doing too much, which now that I'm feeling so much better, you know, I do do a lot more and don't take it easy as much as I should. And, you know, with five kids, we just are always going and going and doing things. And I was going to say, taking it easy is probably pretty hard with five kids. Oh, I know. Like when I first was sick, it was like, I was reading, okay, you need to take it easy and relax. And I'm like, when can I do that? I don't have time for that. Right. Absolutely. So, so yeah, it's, I'm doing pretty well. I would say that, you know, sometimes my symptoms do flare up, but it's usually due to something I shouldn't have ate or just, just putting too much on my plate and doing too much or staying up too late. Cause that's something I struggle with. I know with healing, it's so important to go to sleep early. So how's your dad doing now? He's doing really well. He is cancer free and he he's back to working and just living his life as normal. So it's a huge blessing and amazing that he's doing so well. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. You know, he did all of those things, the holistic things and natural things, took a lot of supplements, juiced every day and just tried to clean up his diet really well. He tried to avoid sugar and just ate really healthy and awesomely enough, his tumor shrank, um, that he went in for an appointment and it had shrank enough that they were able to go in and remove the tumor. So he had that surgery and they removed it and, um, he healed really well and he is doing really well now. That's fantastic. Yeah. We're so thankful. And so how's Connor doing now? Connor's doing good. I will say right. Like at first I didn't make him do the celery juice, but he did end up having another episode once we had started the celery juice and I'm like, okay, something's still going on with him. So I think that he needs the celery juice too. And I did, did forget to mention this, but when we took Madison to that doctor in Indiana, there was one trip, I think it was a follow-up trip. I did take Connor with me and I went ahead and had him tested. And so we did find out that Connor has Lyme too. Okay. So once we found that out, it was just like, I knew that, you know, whatever Madison was doing, he needs to be doing too, because he has a lot of those same issues and he's not as on board with it as Madison is. But, you know, I tell him it's important to take care of your health and you don't want things to get worse. So he does do it, but he's great complains, but, but it's a foundation that he'll always have. Yeah. So that if things, I mean, with teenage boys, who knows what path he'll end up taking with food. Although I think (laughs) we can sort of guess, but at some point he will know you have taught him there is good grounding and good health with good food. And so if he, if he veers off too much, he knows what to go back to. I know. I know. Which is I, I hope that they one day appreciate all of the things that I've done for them. And I mean, I know for me, I wish I had known all of this stuff a lot sooner, Mm -hmm. but I know now and just 
realizing how important it is to take care of your body. And, you know, I look back and I'm like, no wonder I was so tired all the time. Like I wasn't giving my body what it needed. Right. You weren't getting the proper fuel. No. So, yeah, I think that, so with Madison, just avoiding the no foods and bringing in the celery juice, she does do the heavy metal detox smoothie. We don't do it daily, although I'd like to, but we do it a few times a week and she drinks a lot of lemon, lemon water. So it's just the information that the medical medium has put out there is just so amazing. And I'm like forever grateful for all of it. And his books are amazing and I can't wait to read them all. I haven't read them all yet, but there's a lot of them now. Yeah. It's a lot of info. Yeah. But the good news is even though you didn't read them all, you were able to get the information you needed so that you and your family could start healing. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. Even following his Instagram page and Facebook page, he just shares so much. Like you don't even need the books, but the books are amazing to have. Absolutely. So if you were talking to somebody who was just starting out on their health journey, what would you tell them? I would say to read his books and definitely start celery juice. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like good advice. I am like known as the celery juice lady at my church. And just, I went on vacation and my parents have a condo in Florida and a lady at the, I went to the pool and she's like, are you the celery juice lady? So that's awesome. Celery juice is definitely something I recommend. I would just say that to just start somewhere and start by reading the books and just learning what he has to say and to just keep going because healing is not, it's not easy for everybody. Like it can be scary at times. Like I said, my, I was highly sensitive to detox. So as your body is detoxing, it can bring on symptoms temporarily. And I know there was times that I was scared, but then I would get through it and then be fine. And so I just think that I think everybody's different, but yeah, you do have to listen to your body and and kind of just go with that. And if you need to slow down, slow down. And if you need to stay at the same pace for a while, I know that's what I did with celery juice, just started slow. And then as I felt well, I would increase it. And so it was not always easy. There was times I was like, what is going on? Especially with celery juice. Like I was thinking he wants us to drink 16 ounces. I'm like at eight and I'm still feeling like I'm struggling, but it's just amazing how your body is because I ended up getting to, I think I was up to 26 ounces at one point, but I did back back down to 16, but yeah, to, to see me get to 26, it was like, this is working. Good things are happening to my body. And I think celery juice is amazing for everybody just because it's such a good body cleanse and we all can use that. Absolutely. And I think you make such a great point there because when I started celery juice, I didn't have very much my first day. And I've talked about this in a bunch of different places. It's I had, I don't remember four or eight ounces and I drank it. And within an hour I broke out in a cold sweat. (laughs) I thought I was going to throw up. I I was a mess. And I was like, what is up with this? But I had heard enough people talk about, okay, if you're just starting out, it's cleaning stuff up. Yeah. Let it clean the stuff up. You don't have to drink it every day. You don't have to drink 16 ounces on day one. 
take it slow. And so I was doing it twice a week. And then over time, as I was having no reaction to the little bit that I was doing, then I upped it a little bit and I upped it a little bit and I upped it a little bit. And, you know, when I'm doing cleanses, I'm doing 64 ounces a day. I don't do 64 ounces a day every day, but yeah, I can do it. Like the first time I did 64 ounces in a day, trust me, that was my body was talking to me that day. I was listening. I was like, oh yeah, you're like, I, I know what you're saying. You're like, damn girl, all this stuff is killing stuff off. Yeah. I'm like, okay, up and out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think that's great advice. Oh, I totally get that. Yeah. And celery juice is very cleansing. Yes, it is. There's <laughs> no question. <laughs> well, if people want to find you on social media, where can they look? They can follow me on Instagram, Jen Wolf, J-E-N-N-W-U-L-F. And then Facebook too, Jen Wolf. Okay. So you can friend me on Facebook or follow my Instagram. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing this incredible story. I mean, this journey you've been on is, it's absolutely amazing. And I, I'm just, you know, I, I, I listening to it, you hear the mama bear come out. Right. And it's mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to stop until I find the right answer. Yes. And you found the right answer. Yes, I did. <laughs> and it must be amazing to watch her now and think, wow, that was, it was a long time ago at this point, but it's changed. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. I am honored to share our story and I just, I'm amazed at how our story is being shared by the medical medium. And I just hope that our story can help others. Maybe other parents are going through the same similar situation as us with the kid having seizures. And I just hope that our story is able to encourage and inspire others to maybe try, try this. And so I'm just happy to help out. Well, I'm so glad that you were here. It's such an honor to have you here too. Thank you. Thank you. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Show notes for this episode, episode number 39, are available on my website at carefullyhealing.com forward slash podcast. And if you're looking for additional support on your own health journey, you can learn more about how we can work together directly by going to my health coaching website at carefullyhealing.com, or you can find me on social media on Instagram at carefullyhealingwithkirsten, which is K-E-R-S-T-I-N, or on Facebook at carefullyhealing. If you've been enjoying the Quest for Healing podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I always appreciate these reviews because not only is your feedback helpful, but the reviews also help the search algorithms and make it easier for other people to find the podcast. Thank you for joining me today on the Quest for Healing podcast. These discussions are not intended to provide medical advice, but rather to give you examples of methods and modalities that you may find interesting, informative, or helpful. Please work with your doctor as you undertake your own health journey. Hey, it's Kirsten. Before I started out on my health journey, I didn't know how poisonous many of the cleaners I used in my home were. Then when I started trying to clean the toxins out of my body, I started to question if the cleaners I was using were just adding back more. And how does that make sense when we're using toxic chemicals to get things clean? 
So imagine how excited I was when I found non-toxic, fragrance-free, essential oil-free Branch Basics cleaners. Now I use them for many things around my house, including scrubbing my kitchen and bathroom, cleaning my juicer, and as the laundry detergent for cleaning my clothes. Plus, it's also the soap that I use to wash my fruit because it's also sodium laurel sulfate free. So check out branchbasics.com. Their starter kits make it so easy to get started and you can use my code carefullyhealing, which is all one word, for 15% off your purchase. And because I always want to be upfront with you, this is an affiliate link, so I will earn a small commission if you buy using my code. But I only recommend this product because I love it and use it myself. So if you're ready to start cleaning your home with a healthier cleaner, go to branchbasics.com. <laughs> 